Hearing Loss Live Workshop Series, Gestures and Sign Language. Hello and welcome to Hearing Loss Live's Workshop, Gestures and Sign Language. Now, this workshop's a little different. Um, We are going to talk about hearing loss and how gestures play a role in understanding what's being said to us and how some sign language um, actually is kind of like a gesture is the best way for me to explain. I want it very clear. Shelly Wyatt and Julia Stepp are not sign language teachers or professionals. We will not offer a sign language class here through Hearing Loss Live, but we are happy if you want to learn sign language um, to give you references to classes Some are free, some you have to pay for, some are online, some might be in person, but we do have some contacts that way. Um, Sign language is a beautiful language. Um, I I am very, I'm better receptive than signing to others, but it is a language. Um, Let me repeat that. Sign language is its own language. It's like learning French. It's like learning German. It's like learning Spanish. It has its own syntax, I think is how you say that, where, you know, where the noun and the verb is might be different than the English language. Um, There is English order sign language. There is American sign language. There is Native American sign language. There is French sign language. There's British sign language. So um, accents play a role just like they do in English. So I don't uh, discourage anybody from learning new languages because I I love language, right? So um, I don't have, I I don't want to discourage, but with hearing loss, you do need extra help, right? So Shelly and I have spent a lot of years either helping others with simple sign language. She'll go into what that's, what she kind of uses with her friends and the importance of, of what you need to know and what you need to have your family know um, versus are you just learning for yourself is how I'm going to say that. I I don't, I'm not sure I'm making a lot of sense, but Shelly, help us help us dive into how important gestures are. Yeah, I'll talk tiny bit on my experience with sign language first, and then we can jump into the gestures. Um, So I spent years and years, I'm going to go with probably seven, eight years trying to learn American Sign Language, only they teach it to the hard of hearing here at the state of Utah as English in English order. So they call it conceptually accurate signed English. It's also pigeon in, uh, pigeon sign language. So we go in English order, and that was the only way I could wrap my brain around learning sign language. There are some people, I don't know, <laughs> you would come into class. And they would mistake our class for the ASL class. So we always talked about the difference at the beginning and tried to separate the people who wanted to learn American Sign Language ASL. 
Um, and, and there was a lot of comments in there about, it's such a beautiful language. I, I had to fight because I had been trying to learn it for seven, eight years. And it was hard. It was very, very hard. And um, for most of those years, I didn't have anybody else to practice with. And the only time I did have somebody to practice with within that class for, I think it was an hour and a half, once a week for uh, how many ever weeks it was. And I couldn't get it. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't until I started working for the state deaf and hard of hearing center full time that I started to pick up on more sign language. And uh, I had a friend who used sign language. So I started getting better at it. I say I'm not fluent, but some people will say, what is fluent anyway? You know enough. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I know enough to get by, uh, but I'm never going to be immersed in that culture. I don't work at the State Deaf and Hard of Hearing Center anymore, so I'm not around the deaf as much. My family does not use sign language. Um, occasionally when I go out into public, I meet somebody, or like a, a pharmacy, I'll give my, my pharmacy helper one time, pharmacist, She's, I told her I rely on lip reading. This is when there was masks, and of course you can't lip read when there's masks. So she, I told her I lip read, and she took three giant steps back, took her mask down, and signed as she let me lip read her. Always this confusion. Whenever I say I lip read, people automatically assume I know sign language, those who know sign language. A lot, a lot of people don't, okay? They might know, nice to meet you, or um, thank you, or what's your, what's your name? You know, they know that kind of stuff, but it's very basic. So it's not that helpful when I'm out in public. Um, so I do use what they call SIMCOM, when I am with other people who sign. Uh, that's simultaneous communication. I sign as I talk using English order. I don't know all the, all the signs. So I'm just signing what I can as I go along with certain friends who, who use it, very, very few friends who use it, and it, it does help our communication. Um, but that's just a few people in my life and not in my daily life. So um, so there's there's the bit on sign language. And I, I tell the story of my husband didn't want to learn sign language. He looked at one class and went, uh, no. <laughs> he can't sit there that long. It was back then, it was like, 50 to 100 signs a night, <laughs> which is not good. Don't go there. If a class does 50 to 100 signs a night, it's going to be overwhelming. Um, so I thought, oh, boy, I got to get on to this lip reading. <laughs> and I did. And now lip reading has really helped me a lot. Uh, the only thing I made my husband learn was the ASL alphabet, ABCs, because sometimes I get stuck on a word and I need him to spell it. He doesn't have to spell the whole word, which he likes, <laughs> he 
Usually it's the first two or three letters only. And then uh, I got the word because all the sounds snapped together. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. So I think the uh, alphabet is a must and you need to teach it to your, your communication partners and you need to know it yourself. So we do have a resource for that at lifeprint.com. Go over there, learn the ASL alphabet. It will help. And mostly my husband gestures. He's a fabulous gesturer. <laughs> he can he can tell whole stories using gestures and he can get really creative using gestures. And we both will find ourselves just collapsing in laughter because of what he came up with, but I understood it. And so there's a lot of gestures he does and sheesh, I can't remember a lot of them. We do share one in our uh, Lip Reading Concepts class. I tell a whole story, I share a story that he told friends who signed and, and I show how you can tell a whole story using gestures. Is that a good start, Julia? It is. Um, you know, I think like any language, when you don't practice it, you lose it, right? So that's that's one of those, you know, if you're not if you're doing it for yourself and only for yourself, find somebody to practice your language with changes in your language, your ASL. Um, do we want to quickly fingerspell the alphabet? They can pause it if they'd like. We will have a copy in our work, workbook if you choose to purchase the package. Um, just a quick example of the alphabet so that you can, you know, follow along with us and try it. I do like lifeprint.com because they also have some free lessons on basic signs. And um, uh, that was a good reference. So thank you. Just your thoughts there. The ASL alphabet, just really quick, is A, B, C, D, E, can be up here or down here. It goes both ways anymore. This saves the hand and keeps it from aching so much. E, F, G, H, I. J, K, L, M. That's hard for a lot of people. So if it hurts your thumb, just do the best. It might come partly under. You don't have to stick it all the way up. N, O, P, U. You are <laughs> S T U V W X Y Z. That's the alphabet. That's it takes times. So my husband gets the D and F mixed up quite a bit. And I've learned that. And he'll start spelling something with a D like this. And I'm just <laughs> looking. I tried to figure out this word. And he's saying it again. And 
So there is some confusion, but again, keep a sense of humor. It does help. We we often laugh. And you can print it off and put it on your fridge, right? So then you guys have it if you need it available for somebody who comes over, grandkids. Grandkids love to learn these these uh, things like the alphabet. Um, my son knows some sign language, so we'll talk about things behind people's backs. <laughs> so there's some pros and cons to it. <laughs> Talk to us about gestures and how, uh, what are some common gestures that may or may not either be a sign or it could be, I don't, uh, I guess universal, right? Um, And by universal, I'm saying that I know some people really kind of like, you want me to gesture and they get a little confused, but you could almost gesture if you had a question on a word and saying, are you talking about? and point or does that make sense mirror what you'd like the other person to do for you I've got the Shelly's confused look so hopefully she's following me because I'm (laughs) I changed it (laughs) no I understand (laughs) I was just thinking in my head oh where can I gesture I suppose gestures are a lot in the facial expression we depend a lot on facial expression as well as the gesture. So like, what? You know, and, and if that's a common gesture. They can go, what? And, and I think there's a picture of my husband doing that in the blog. So that's a common one. Smiling. You know, you're friendly. You're, you're willing. You're happy. A smile will go anywhere, of course. Waving. You know, there's a lot of people who wave to get my attention because I can't hear them when they yell out. So, and then there's the friendly wave, and you can probably use this in almost any culture as you go visit different countries and stuff. But we will talk more about that probably in the summary. Summary. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Simple, easy gesture to use. You know, and it, like if I ask my husband, do you want to go to um, a movie with me? <laughs> because, uh, well, he has a hard time sitting still for a long time, and it has to be something that really grabs his attention. So movies, eh. <laughs> um, pointing, like Julia said, if if you're in a place and, oh, here's an awesome Thing that you can gesture when they do instructions when people say yo go down the hall turn right at the first hall and then go left and so and they always say that while they're looking away have you ever noticed that every time you ask for directions people will look away and start pointing to wherever and that's a gesture that's nice but you can go oh go down the hall at the first right you know, go down that hallway, go back down that hallway, and then take a left, and you go down that hallway, and it's the second door on the on the right. And, and that's helpful. That adds to communication a whole, whole lot right there. So that's one way to use gestures. Um, clapping, we are... You know, that's almost universal. You can 
you can clap and people will know that you appreciated the show, what they said, uh, you're celebrating them, something like that. The gesture, and this is more body language, but when people cross their arms and they're looking at you and they're like, what? You can tell they're defensive. They're, they're not agreeing with you. They got something to say. <laughs> they're holding it in, kind of. Um, and then uh, another universal gesture would be like, oops. <laughs> oops. Or a surprise. It could be a surprise, but I think mostly it's like a oops. <laughs> so there's some universal gestures. Um, I'm trying to think of another way. You know, you need to move something. Like my husband and his story talked about his ladder that he climbs up and used. And he had to pick it up and he had to move it around. And he laid it against the fence. So it's, it's, it's something we do naturally. But there's really flat people who really don't gesture or smile or facial expressions anymore so hard to understand them. We need all the visual cues we can get to understand language. I think that's what I was getting at, that one-off person who's really not going to use any type of uh, gesture with you. They're going to panic and still have this deadpan look at you, right? So um, that's where you can be proactive. Okay, so you tell me we're going to go over to J Street and we're going to go right and we're going to visit the restaurant or and then you can have the question looks and they might say, oh, no, we're going to go this direction. They still might be a deadpan face, but odds are they're going to gesture because they kind of saw you do it. It kind of. It's a mimic behavior sometimes. They're not going to do it every time, but they they see you do it. They're going to go, oh, no, we're going to go this direction to K Street and, and you know, whatever. Um, and maybe they won't. And they'll just say, uh-huh. Again, there's always the one off, right? Um, and now I lost my train of thought because I had another one. Oh, this is one we use a lot. Volume control. Are you speaking too loud? Are you speaking? And that actually can be universal both ways. Um, whether it's the hearing partner saying you're speaking a little too loud, maybe maybe your hearing aids have you talking too loud, voice modulation, or your partner's soft-spoken and you need them to turn it up a little. Um, that's one we use a lot, I think. And up, down upstairs I've seen that you know <laughs> it's upstairs because they bounce up or they bounce downstairs so and be the change you want to see just like Julia said mimic the behavior you want others to take on because usually people will start to pick up on that stuff did I have any other notes here I don't, unless Julia has something she wants to bring up. No, I'm, if we're ready to close out, I'm, I can get us started out. Um, 
We hope you're enjoying our workshop series. Just a reminder, it is on the podcast and Buzzsprout for one week uh, for free. If you want it after that week and you want the workbook that's going to be with it, watch for that to come out uh, later this fall, um, maybe early winter. I think we've finished this next set of five workshops in November, if memory serves. So we'll we'll publish them out as they go along that way. Um, we hope you're enjoying our content. Remember to subscribe and share and tell us what you think. You can always buy us a cup of coffee as well. I'm going to put a QR code in. I'm going to remember to do that. So all you got to do is look at it with your phone and go to us and buy us a cup of coffee. Tell us what we mean to you. What would you like more of? What would you like to see for our 2024 season? It's not too far off. We're amazed. Uh, We hope you join us for one of our classes. Remember, it's buy one, bring your hearing partner free. I actually don't care if they have a hearing loss or not, or if they're your hearing partner, but together is how we get in the know. So we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye.